My brand voice guide is my business's North Star when it comes to keeping all my business content and marketing content clear, consistent, and inviting. That's why I created the brand voice guide outline you wish you had sooner, which is a free resource to help your business experience the same as mine. So all you have to do is plug in your business details into the given outline that I've created that has all the essential components of a brand voice guide. So you don't even have to pay to get it created like I did. You can plug in your information and you'll be well on your way to having a cohesive voice across all brand assets. And I've even shared my own brand voice guide with you so you can use it as a reference as you craft your own. It's like having a mentor right by your side. So go to amyporterfield.com forward slash voice guide to grab your copy of the brand voice guide outline you wish you had sooner. And I can promise you, you're going to elevate your brand instantly. That's amyporterfield.com forward slash voice guide. You're listening to the Online Marketing Made Easy Podcast, episode number 51. Welcome to the Online Marketing Made Easy Podcast. Business advice so easy, you'll feel like you're cheating. And now your host, Amy Porterfield. Well, hello there, Amy here, and welcome to another edition of the Online Marketing Made Easy Podcast. Now, to get started today, I have a question for you. What do Seth Godin, Kim Kardashian, Taylor Swift, and Richard Branson all have in common? Think about it. What do they have in common? Now, if the first thing that comes to mind is you're thinking, well, they all have millions of followers on social media. Well, you're right about that. That's definitely true. But the answer I'm looking for is the reasons behind their millions of followers on social media. So what common thread ties them all together? I mean, Seth Godin and Richard Branson, they both have great content. There's no questioning that, right? And I guess you could argue that the other two ladies have great content too. Maybe, maybe just different kind of content, right? So the real thing that ties all of these media giants together, regardless of what they're selling, is that their brands are big on personality. Actually, it would be truer to say that their personalities are their brands, From their signature look to their unique ways of expressing themselves, these people package their content, be it maybe a billboard number one hit or outside the box entrepreneurial thinking, that's such a hard word, or photos that break the internet in a way that sets them apart from anybody else in their niche. So here's what I mean. When you think of an authority on marketing innovation and the future of business, who's the first person that comes to mind? There's lots of people out there, but I know at least for me, one that's really recognizable is Seth Godin. Even people who aren't entrepreneurs or marketers actually know who this guy is because he writes about these things over and over and over again. Now, is Seth Godin the world's greatest expert on this topic, this topic of business innovation and the future of business? Maybe, maybe not. It almost doesn't even matter because he's made himself the brand most commonly associated with his subject. Think of Seth Godin, and you think of two things. Tribes, for sure, but also his clean-shaven head, which always reminds me of like that light bulb going off over a cartoon character's head 
when they have a really great idea, that clean shaven head is a brilliant marketing move, which we'd expect from Seth, right? It's memorable, it's quirky, and it perfectly encapsulates what he's all about. Now, I don't know if Seth decided to shave his head as part of his brand, or maybe I'm guessing it's just a really happy accident. It's working for him, right? So here's what you and I can learn from that. So when you have great content, really smart offers, and a foolproof marketing strategy, and you're still not getting the traction your brand deserves, what you may be missing is personality. See, here's the deal. People respect someone who works really hard, but they love someone who they feel is real, that they can connect with. And in a marketplace that's bursting with hardworking, hustling entrepreneurs, people are more likely to follow their heart than anything else. And what you want is for their heart to lead them to you. So today's episode is all about making that authentic connection with your audience by infusing your brand with personality, your personality. And before I dive in, today's free download is called The Entrepreneur's Guide to Infusing Your Personality in All You Do. And in it, we showcase some of the best examples I'm going to highlight in this episode today. So I'm going to show you in the free PDF what I'm going to tell you in the podcast. So the free download will show you examples of what I've talked about here, plus give you some things I haven't even mentioned yet, but I want to show you some more examples of infusing your personality in your brand. And I've included some practical steps on how to use storytelling to infuse your personality into your messaging as well. So it's an extremely valuable free giveaway. You can get it by visiting amyporterfield.com forward slash 51 download, or you can text 51 download to the number 38470. Okay, so let's go ahead and dive in. So we're talking about infusing your brand with personality. And believe it or not, there's even an industry term for this idea. Marketing analysts call it the personality differentiator. It's a vital component of marketing that helps your brand become more than just a logo. So here's what having personality in your messaging actually can do for your overall business. Number one, it demonstrates why you are different than others who provide very similar products or services. If you've ever thought, what I'm doing is being done by so many other people out there, how am I going to stand out? You're going to stand out by your personality. And that's what this show is all about, standing out, especially when you're doing things that are similar to others. Number two, it shows rather than just tells what makes you different and sets you apart. So it illustrates what makes you different. Number three, it engages your audience, capturing their interest and drawing them into your message. Number four, it establishes an ongoing rapport between you and your audience, creating a bond that will help you convert leads into clients when the time is right. Number five, personality proves that there is more to you and your brand than just facts and figures and fancy technology. It shows that you actually have heart. And finally, personality transforms your message from boring to fascinating, increasing both the impact of your message as well as the quality of the opportunities your messaging generates. Even big corporations recognize the importance of personality in their brand. That's why so many of them get celebrities to endorse their product. Now, other companies will create engaging fictional characters like Flo from Progressive Insurance. I love that girl. Such perfect branding, such a great way to infuse personality into a big corporation. 
But entrepreneurs like you and me, we usually can't afford to hire an outside face for our company. But why would we ever want to, right? We don't need to. You are special. You're magnetic, intriguing, funny, maybe even a little bit controversial. Inject those qualities into your marketing strategy and your brand instantly stands out in a crowd. Okay, so hold on a second. We got to back up and I want to make an important point that some of you may be wondering about right now. Yes, in the beginning, I mentioned Kim Kardashian and you may have been thinking, wait a second, are you suggesting that I use some of her tactics to increase my brand popularity and infuse my personality in my brand? No, not at all. So here's the deal. If you're thinking, why would I ever want to do like a brand tell-all, like a reality show like Kim Kardashian, that is not at all what I'm suggesting. No question, there's definitely a fine line between showcasing your personality and being totally unprofessional. I never recommend that you invite a film crew into your home and showcase your every move. Unless you have a whole bunch of lawyers and marketing professionals and makeup artists to make you look pretty amazing every minute of the day. But that's not the norm, right? If you look at someone like Oprah, she definitely has the whole professional look into my real life thing going for her. Throughout her career, she has given plenty of hints as to her real life so that we feel like we really know her. We've seen her gain and lose weight. We've heard her start and abandon projects. We've heard her talk about friendships and politics and everything else in between. Through it all, she's been admirably consistent with her brand. So Oprah is a great example of actually being authentic with your audience without losing their respect. The key is found in being relatable. Now this, by the way, is something that celebrities often have a problem with. Again, Oprah is a great example of this. She never tries to insist to people, no, really, I'm just like you. The lady knows she's not just like us. She's got way more money than most of us will ever have. I'll speak for myself. And she's not apologizing for it. She's just letting us know here and there in the course of her work, what's it like to be her in daily life. And that's where the trick to being relatable really lies not in convincing your audience that you're the same as they are and not in marketing only to an audience that is exactly the same as you. So take me for instance, I'm married, self-employed, I'm a woman, I'm in my 30s and I live in Southern California and I make a living online, right? That's me. But I don't wanna be relatable only to other married, self-employed women in their 30s who live in Southern California and make their living online that would be a pretty small group of people, right? When we're looking at the world as a whole. To be relatable to people on a wider scale, you have to do two things. The first thing is give of yourself. Don't just tell them what they need to hear. Tell them what you need to say. I'm gonna repeat that one more time and tell you why that's so important. Don't just tell your audience what they need to hear. Tell them what you need to say. You know your stuff, you're passionate about what you do, and hopefully you feel put on this earth to serve in one way or another. That's important stuff to share. People can feel it when you're speaking from the heart. The second thing is to be honest. Don't pretend to be someone you're not. And you know this one already, but here's an example. It's better to be upfront about your privileges or your advantages than to act as though they don't even exist, or worse, as though they're actually disadvantages. 
You've got to be real about what your life is all about. Okay, so let's make this actionable. Let's start talking about how you can start infusing your winning personality into your brand through various kinds of messaging. The first way I'm going to talk about this is through written content, specifically blogging, but it also applies to social media updates, definitely email marketing, and anything that your audience might read from you. It's a pretty general rule that it's best to write the way you talk. So for some people, that comes natural. For others, it's not so natural. It sometimes feels like rocket science. And also, it can feel a little bit vulnerable if you want to be taken really serious and you want to be professional, but you also want to talk to other people as though you're talking to a friend. Sometimes that feels a little bit contradictory, especially when we're all coming from corporate environments. If you come from a corporate environment, it is really hard to create a blog and start talking to people as though you were talking to your best friend. That's something that I've been taught from day one, but it's definitely something you've got to get used to. So here's the deal though. Do you want to actually talk as though you're talking to a friend? The answer is almost always yes. In fact, it's better to sound like you than to sound like a very generic, watered-down version of you. I think that goes without saying, right? The generic professionalism has nothing unique or special about it, and it's not going to capture an audience heart. And remember, this whole conversation is about really, really going to the heart of things and making sure that people are connecting with you, not your logo, not your brand, you as a person. Even if you have a corporation, a business, that's not one person, this still applies. I'm going to give you an example of that coming up, but it still always applies no matter if you are a personal brand or a business. People still want to connect with the human side of things. Now, here's a quick little tip for you. If it's hard for you to relearn how to write, if you come from the corporate environment and this just isn't coming natural to you, Then the next time you write a blog post or an email or even a social media post, run it by a close friend or your husband or your wife and ask them to tell you honestly if it sounds like you are talking to them, because that's what you want it to sound like, that you're talking directly to your friend or your husband or your wife or whoever it might be, your loved one. So just make sure that they tell you honestly if it sounds like you or if you hired a robot to do the writing for you. I've been told that I have a catchphrase. People tell me all the time that I start out most of my podcasts with, well, hello there. And if you listen to this podcast regularly, you've probably heard me say that a dozen times. Apparently, I say it with a very particular intonation. I didn't even know that this was my catchphrase, and I certainly didn't spend time practicing saying it in the mirror a hundred times. It just comes out. I can't even help it. When I sit in front of a mic, that's the first thing I want to say. Even when I make videos for my team, It always starts out with, well, hello there. I don't know what it is. And I've been embarrassed about it before. Like I tried not to do it for many, many episodes. And then I just said, oh, screw it. I've got to do it because I just can't help myself. So the thing is, sometimes your little quirks or quips or wherever, whatever you want to call them, sometimes they can just make you more human and it makes you instantly recognizable. Little things like when I was young, I would hear my dad's truck in the driveway when he'd come home from the fire station early in the morning because he'd work 24 hour shifts. So he'd come home every morning. And that sound that I hear in the driveway, the truck in the driveway was instantly recognizable. Like if I heard it right now, it would take me back. Or sometimes when I hear my mom laugh 
Like that laughter is just so recognizable and it just puts me in kind of a state of mind with her. And that's the kind of thing that you want to create with your audience, that familiarity or that instantly recognizable feeling or sound that makes them just feel connected to you. So that's what we're going for here. Being recognizable is a really good thing. And if you have a little verbal quirk, kind of like me, then just go with it. It makes you, you. So talking about personality, I want to tell you about a website that takes this to the ultimate extreme. Now, the website is called Thug Kitchen. Huge disclaimer here. I'm not necessarily recommending that you run out and go check out Thug Kitchen because there's a lot of bad language. So if that offends you, stay away from the blog. But if you've never seen it, I think the best way to describe Thug Kitchen is a food blog that looks like it could have been written by Snoop Dogg. There's, again, a lot of bad words in it, even in the actual recipes. But so many people think it's hilarious and they have this huge following. Some people have said that the crass language takes the uh, formality and stress out of cooking. Often people will say it just makes you laugh and makes the whole process of cooking more enjoyable. But here's the thing. I don't like the site at all. I'm not against bad language to tell you a little secret about me that I don't like to admit. Sometimes I have the mouth of a sailor, especially when I'm recording videos in a flub up like every five seconds. I know, terrible, right? So I'm not saying I don't like the site because of bad language. However, I think it's really in your face. And sometimes the use of the F word is just used so much that it kind of seems ridiculous to me. And I just don't resonate at all with the kind of personality on the website. And I bet the creators of Thug Kitchen think that's wonderful. I bet they think it's great that I instantly recognize that that site's not for me because I'm not their target audience. So that's the thing you got to think about. If your personality infused in your marketing messages and your emails and your social media can instantly make someone feel like they're connected to you or they just can't relate to you, that is a good thing. See, the thing is, I don't know who wrote Thug Kitchen. There's actually no photos of the writer, no real clues as to where they live or who they are or even where their cooking knowledge comes from. But whoever it is has a great way of infusing their personality into their brand through their content, and they instantly connect with a certain type of person that is a huge fan of what they're doing. So when you take risks and really put your personality out there, Sometimes it can be a little polarizing and that's okay. All you really need to worry about is that one, you are being yourself and two, you're creating content that will resonate with your ideal audience. Nothing else really matters. I know that feels scary at times because if you think about it, you don't necessarily want to lose potential customers because you say something one way and not another way. But the thing is, if you're really being yourself, and you really know who your audience is and what they will resonate with, again, all the other stuff doesn't matter. We don't need to attract people that will never buy from us. And if they're not your ideal audience, they're never going to be pulling out their wallets and they're probably never going to feel an impact by your content. So let's not worry about them anymore. Pretty refreshing, right? Now, as a little secret, I tend to teach things that I need to learn. And so I actually have been working with a branding specialist for the last three months now. 
And we've been working on how to infuse my personality in everything I do. Coming from a corporate background, I mean, corporate's all I knew until I actually started my own online business. It's sometimes really hard for me to be silly or to flub up on my podcast and not edit it out or to say things that might not sound too professional, but they're real. And I want to do more and more of that. I want you to know me more than anything. I love it when my husband tells me, I know you more than you know yourself. And not necessarily do I want my entire audience to know me more than I know myself, but I do want you to just really get me and understand me and know my personality and feel connected to me. And for that to happen, I've got to be more honest. I've got to be more open and I've got to show you all sides of me, the good, bad and ugly. So I think you're going to see even more of that because I'm making a very big effort to open up a little bit more and just kind of show you every facet of me versus just the professional side that loves to teach and just talk about Facebook marketing and lead magnets and all that good stuff. You'll always have that from me, but I also just kind of want to invite you in a little bit more. So that is what triggered this actual episode. So that's just a little disclaimer, a little bit of extra information you didn't know you were going to get, right? Okay, so moving on. Another important place for infusing personality into your written content is on your about page. So did you know that bios are often the most popular pages on any company's website, even accounting firms and law offices? Businesses that are not necessarily known for their lovable quirks get the most traffic on their about bio or profile pages. About pages can represent over 60% of your website's total traffic. Crazy, right? The reason is simple. People want to know who you are. And when they click on your about page, it really just means that they like what they've been reading so far and they want to get to know you and the kind of person you are. And so with that, we want to take advantage of it. So here's the deal. It's like the final step in a job interview where your potential boss sits back in his chair and he folds his hands and says, so Amy, tell me about yourself. Where'd you go to school? This is not the moment for me to run through all of my grades and my awards. And there were some awards. I did get the Spirit Award in seventh grade. But it's not the time to go through the grades and the awards and the volunteer activities and all of that. He can see all of that on my resume. What he really wants to find out is if he likes interacting with me enough for me to hang around at the office every day. And that's how I want you to treat your about page. People want to know if they want to hang around, if they want to come back for more. The most foolproof way to create a compelling about page is to tell a story. Don't just state the credits of your resume or the praise you've received. Craft a narrative of how you ended up where you are, what you love about it, and what you hope to accomplish in the long run. You might think this could make a really, really long about page. And you're right, maybe it could. But guess what? That's not a bad thing. I recently interviewed Ramit, and it's actually going to come out, Ramit Seti. It's going to come out in a few weeks. And one thing he said is sometimes he writes emails that are 10 pages long. And sometimes he has a sales page. He literally said, I think that the sales pages could be 80 pages long. And he says, you know what, Amy? People read them. People read them because he puts his heart and soul into these pages, and he knows what people want to hear. And that's his ideal audience. His ideal audience will go on this journey with him. So you want to set it up up front. And if you've got a lot to say and it's really good stuff that's going to resonate, then say it. So let me give you an example. 
Publicity expert Melissa Casera has an awesome about page. I'm going to include the entire about page write up in the free PDF that I've created for you. So once again, it's amyporterfield.com forward slash 51 download, where I'll include the exact copy of Melissa's about page. It is so good. Plus a whole mess of other examples from this show and some things I might not even mention on the show, but I want to show you examples of what great personality looks like in branding. So amyporterfield.com forward slash 51 download. But let me read you just a little bit of what's on her about page. She says, I read stacks of trashy magazines, binge watch HBO shows, write scintillating blog posts inspired by pop culture, hilarity, and create online classes that feel like red velvet cupcakes. Because the more fun I pour into my work, the more cash and attention I get back. Nice, nice honesty there, right? I love it. I think that is so fantastic. So she goes on to tell you how she can help you boost your PR and your sales online. But starting out with that kind of honesty sets the stage when you first meet her on her about page. So reading this page is like getting involved in a great miniseries. In Melissa's case, she comes to life on the page through a nice mix of, let's see, entertainment and solid facts about how she can help you grow your business. So by the end, you are hooked. Or maybe if you're not hooked yet, at least you want to know more. And that's the goal of your about page. Get them wanting more of you and what you have to offer. Your about page story can and should be sprinkled throughout all of your content on your website. The fact is that everyday life stories are endlessly compelling. It makes people feel like they have a friend and that they're checking in with you. So here's what's really cool. I love when I go to someone's about page and they have like 10 or 20 things I don't know about them. And so I thought I'm rebranding my website and I thought I really want to include that, like 20 things you don't know about me. So I started to write it and I thought, oh my gosh, this is so indulgent. Like who really cares about this stuff? I'm giving you all my secrets, things that you might not know about me. But then I thought, who really cares that I hate peas, but I love split pea soup. Silly, right? That was one of them. But then I realized that it's just so refreshing when people just share some entertaining, maybe quirky things about themselves. And then they also share some mistakes they've made along the way, some things that they have challenges with, some great accomplishments in their life. It's really nice just to learn about people, especially if you're thinking about doing business with them. So the silly stuff or the entertaining stuff or things that you think just really don't matter, they really just kind of round out your personality. So I'm always, always reading people's list if they have a list on their about page all about them. So although it feels very indulgent and maybe the pea soup thing might not make my list, but I'm definitely going to do that because I think it's just a fun way to express yourself and let people know more about you, even though it does feel a little bit indulgent to me. I'm still going with it. So anyway, as a side note, one thing that we can take away, we were talking about that reality show craze earlier with Kim Kardashian and all that. One thing you can take away from the reality show craze is that your story on your about page doesn't even have to have a real point because mentioning those light personal details, like I just mentioned there in my list, whether it's on a podcast or a blog post or a webinar or even in a photo, it just shows you in the midst of everyday craziness, everyday life. And that is a great way to just embroider your personality into your brand. And so I just want to give you that permission if you need it, 
just to express this stuff about you, even when you think it's not that important. As long as you have stellar content, as long as you have fantastic programs and products that actually help people do something better, change their lives, solve problems, then it's a great idea to, on top of all of that, infuse your personality in whatever way feels right to you. Okay, so moving on. Now, the third way to infuse personality into your messaging is through your photos and imagery. You may already realize the power of Instagram. I'm kind of obsessed with Instagram right now. So you may have already realized the power of Instagram is a messaging tool, but are you using it to its full potential? I'm not saying that you can't take pictures of your adorable dog. For the record, I have about a million pictures of my dog, Gus, that I refrain from posting on Instagram every day. It's really hard not to do, though, but I don't want a whole Instagram channel full of Gus. Maybe he needs his own channel, right? But here's the thing. If you can narrow your focus just a little bit with the images you post on all social media, this could have a huge effect in terms of defining your brand personality. So here's the deal. You may remember or may not, I'll just have to tell you about it, but you may remember about a year or two ago, there was a series on Instagram called Follow Me and it got really popular. Every photo featured a beautiful woman with her back to the camera with one arm extending back as if she were holding the photographer's hand and pulling him along with her. All around her were, you know, beautiful sceneries, exotic sceneries from new places in the world. And she would usually be wearing an outfit or a hairdo that matched the setting, like a kimono in Japan or a bikini in Miami Beach. So here's the deal. This follow me craze that happened, it wasn't actually created as a business promotion, but it led to a huge amount of exposure for their photographer. His name was Murad Osman. Now, he instantly, smart guy here, he instantly branded himself with this series as being a savvy cosmopolitan with a romantic side and an eye for fashion. That covers a lot of high-paying niches in his industry. Again, smart guy, right? Another great example of using imagery to actually really express your personality is Foster Huntington. Love this guy. So if you're a frequent traveler, which I'm not, I just stumbled across this guy on Twitter, he's also on Instagram, then you might have seen the hashtag Hashtag van life, V-A-N, van life. So this came from Foster's photos of camper vans all over the country. So the pictures are a little bit mysterious and they're also really familiar in some weird way. And so this became an instantly recognizable brand and he got two book deals from this and one on the way. Not a bad deal for a graphic designer who is just taking a year off to road trip. Pretty cool, right? So a girl pulling someone by the hand or a series of camper vans, who would have thought that these things could blow up into something so iconic so that even publishers would sit up and take notice? Believe it or not, the key is not to think about it too hard. And that's hard for me to say because I think about everything too hard. But these photographers were just doing what they love to do. They were doing what interests them and it resonated with people. It's funny how that happens Do what you love and the people that really, really care about what you're doing, it will resonate with them instantly. And that is your ideal audience. The same is true when you are using photos to infuse personality into your messaging. So don't overthink the best thing you can do to create a series. Don't even think of it as creating a series. This could evolve over time. 
you know, it doesn't happen to everybody, right? These are exceptional examples that I'm telling you about. However, we don't need exceptional things to happen in our brand for us to actually grow a following and make money. That's the beauty of online marketing. Everyone doesn't have to stand up and pay attention for you to actually make an impact and make money. So whatever it is you're doing in your photos, don't overthink what it says about you or your brand. Again, just go with it. You may find yourself blowing up in a niche or maybe never even blowing up in a niche, but finding your perfect ideal audience. The key here is just knowing what you like, knowing what's going to resonate with your audience and just sticking to what makes you the most happy. That's not something I really talked about in this episode yet, but when you're doing what makes you happy, when you wake up every morning and think, how do I want my day to go and how will that work into the business I'm creating? You tend to do more and more what makes you happy and that comes out. Your personality comes through that into your brand. Now, to take that one step further, you can also use video to infuse your personality. There's this guy out there. His name is Zach King. He's the final cut king on Instagram and on um, Vine. And he makes these really, really cool videos. I'm not going to get into it and I'm not going to get into video on this episode, but I have added video tips for infusing your personality in my free PDF. So it's there. It's just for the sake of time, it's a lot to cover. So we're going to skip the video part just yet, but I promise I've done it justice inside the free PDF for you. But the last thing I want to wrap up with is some of my personal favorite brands. What they do is they actually use networking with their community as a way to showcase their personality. So one of my favorites, I've been following it for a little while now, is the company called Poppin. Do you know Poppin? They basically have office supplies, like things that you put on your desk, like the pencil holder and folders and notebooks and all that good stuff. They are fantastic. I want you to go to my show notes, amyporterfield.com forward slash 51 and check out what their actual pop-up box where they get people to sign up for their newsletter. Check out what it says. I'm not going to tell you it's so good. Plus, you've got to see it to really get it. Even their personality is infused in the pop-up box to get people to sign up for their email list. So very good. But in addition to that, what Poppin does is they actually feature their audience. So what they do is they provide a place on their site for people to share their excitement over products featured on their website. They call it the hashtag work happy site. And it's such a brilliant hashtag because people just brag all about their products but they get featured on Poppin's website. Really good idea. Okay, so one more thing. I was going to say Poppin was going to be my last example, but I want you to have a bunch of different ideas to infuse your personality into your own brand. So here's one more way of doing it. Now, I call this one the behind the curtain approach, and it's a way to also spotlight things that you like. So let me give you an example. There's this guy named Brandon Stanton, and you probably don't even recognize his name, because you almost never see him online and you never hear his voice. Brandon's project is all about highlighting other people, but his choice of subject and the questions he asks them to get the quote that accompanies each picture he takes of them actually tells a story about Brandon. It's really unique. You got to check it out. So the project is called Humans of New York. So if you want to see how he does this, he has a blog, Humans of New York, and it's really, really interesting. The reason why I wanted to bring this up is truly through taking pictures of other people and asking them questions, somehow or another, you learn a lot about Brandon. 
And why is this unique? The takeaway here is that not everything you post has to be about you. If there's something you're passionate about, zero in on it, feature it. What you value enough to talk about tells people about you and it will resonate with them in ways you probably can't even imagine. So even if it's something that has nothing to do with your business, maybe a charity project, a certain travel destination, um, a hobby, a favorite TV show, offering little updates on this throughout your content gives people a sense of who you are. And so I want you to remember that it doesn't always have to be about you and your own personal stories. You can spotlight things you like, things you love, and you can sprinkle them in here or there, and it will really round out your personality and give people a really cool glimpse of who you are. So there you have it, a whole spectrum of multimedia strategies for infusing personality into your messaging. I hope you've been inspired with ways that you can make these strategies your own, because at the end of the day, that's the real takeaway. Find your own thing and plug it into the strategy that works best for you and just develop it over time. There's no blueprint for this one. What works for one person isn't going to exactly work for another person. The beauty of it is that you don't have to have it all figured out. Right from the start, you could just be yourself. Trust your gut. Keep it simple. Have some fun with it. That's what real authentic personality is all about. And that's what people love. Don't make it too difficult. Don't think about it too much. Just be you. I'm so glad you've joined me today. And don't forget to download the Entrepreneur's Guide to Infusing Personality in All You Do. And in that free PDF, I'm going to showcase some of the best examples I've mentioned in this show. I'm going to actually show you what I've already told you. And I've added a few extras that I haven't even told you about yet. Plus, we've included some practical steps on how to use storytelling to infuse personality into your messaging. It's an extremely really good, valuable giveaway. And you can get it instantly when you go to amyporterfield.com forward slash 51 download, or as always, you can text 51 download to 38470. So as always, I've loved hanging out with you today. Thank you so very much. Thank you so very much for being here. I've loved this episode because I like to talk about being real and being honest and infusing our personality and more of what we do. So if you're already doing this, or if you have some good ideas in terms of how you're going to do it, come over to my show notes and let me know. I'm at amyporterfield.com forward slash 51. I want to hear from you. I want to know how you are planning to show off your own personality. So come let me know about it. I hope you have an amazing week and I can't wait to talk to you again soon. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast at www.amyporterfield.com.